You are listening to the Bondzilla Podcast. The Bondzilla Podcast is an ongoing analysis of two of cinema's longest-running franchises, James Bond and Godzilla. This week, it's finally time, after many delays and ups and downs, to talk about the end of the Craig era. It's 2021's No Time to Die. The name's Bond. James Bond. Hello, everyone. It's time once again to join us here at the Bonzilla podcast. I am Nick. I am Will. And uh, it's been good, a- to, good to see everybody. Good to hear you. Good to see you. Good to have your ears getting these nice new dull- years. Nice, nice voices. Um, I mean, a- yeah. yeah, it's been a while. Listen, um, listen. We 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 just had to get our shit together. That, it, that's it. it. Really, it it's really, like let's be real. Listen. That's why it was. We always. It's no. It's no in, indictment on the audience, but you know, it's it's a new year and New Year's. Sometimes you just got to get shit together, and uh, and you know, formal apologies to the audience, but you know, it's what it is. We're here. Yeah, we, it's, 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 it's we, we won't say too much, but January's been a time. So uh, <laughs> that is the for, way to put it for it's the both a, of us. We're, it's been a time. It's, it's been, been a, a time. It's been I a time. do. I do feel like I don't know. Maybe this is one of those things when you're younger. It really is like, oh, new year. And then you go into it. But like the older you get, the January of the new year is like so daunting. Yeah, because then you it get is. through it and then you realize like, there's another year and yeah. there's things I gotta uh, do. There's a co- oh my god. I gotta gotta reflect on my life and like what yeah. is actually ahead of me for the rest of this year. Like you, you know? thought you did that during the holidays, but the holidays you're distracted by family and uh and festivities and food and get and like all, all this other and the accoutrement, the holidays. Then January rolls around and it's a barren wasteland, and it's like it's like it's like that's when January is when you see the Statue of Liberty sunk on the in the beach. Right. It's like you get there and you're like, that's all. I just need to get to the new year. And then you're like, God, you you blew it up. And maybe, maybe we I'm just, actually am on the planet maybe, of the apes. Maybe we should just uh, like move the gift giving to January 1st because then you start the new year on like. An oh, God, high, yes. Like a, like a, a nice like a nice uh, a, a nice high. New right? Year's should be the gift giving because then it's like you made it. Like, you like made you made it another year, baby. You made it another year. Oh my god. Oh, but um, but, but we're been, back. We're on been the looking, mic. We've been looking forward to coming back and uh, chatting. And we've got a big one to chat about today. Yeah, me too. A very delayed, but a really big one. And after, uh, after all this time, everybody listening, we are are finally back to bond. We, yeah. we've, got, we've gotten back to Godzilla. We did Godzilla versus Kong last year. Um, and uh, now we're finally going to talk about the end of the Craig era of Bond with uh, the 25th Bond motion picture, No Time to Die, um, which has... It, it's one of those funny things where this is a movie 
that has encompassed our entire podcast in terms of its actual production it's like in some ways yeah yeah if if you go back to even our like earliest our first year episodes there are little snippets of us talking about this movie because i think with when, when we talk about the godzilla side like you know we had the definite lead up to king of the monsters and even in that first year of our podcast within the first three months we were talking about godzilla versus or um Kong Skull Island like we had a consistent kind of Godzilla story throughout this podcast where the Bond story in terms of the the current productions was you know this sort of up and down news cycle and development process and delays and is it going to actually happen it's going to happen with no time to die where we did like we had directors directors left things you know had to get delayed and and then COVID and then the pandemic and everything it's just it's been a wild ride. And it's funny when I, sometimes I will go back to early episodes and it'll be like, oh yeah, yeah. Danny Boyle just signed on to do No Time to Die. Oh my God. Yeah. And then, nope, never mind. He, he, he left. You know, it's funny when, when, so we, we sat, we sat down and watched to, well, I like individually we did, but when I finally sat down to watch the movie, one of the things that I did think was funny is like, I forgot who directed it. Mm-hmm. So I was waiting, obviously it shows up in the opening credits, but I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess I, 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 I want to lead off like, like, you know, after all this time, you're finally going to sit down to watch it. Like going into watching it, like what, you know, you had been through all these Bond movies. We had, you know, it had been a while, but we had been through the entire series up to that point. We had had this movie that had, we were literally about to see in, you know, April, 2020. And then, you know, the shit hit the fan. Uh, like, what was your feeling going into it? Like, in in terms of your actual excitement level well, or, or opinions, or like, what what going into it after all this time, like finally sitting down to watch this movie? Well, there's two. I guess there's two answers to that, really. I mean, right? Because like, there's that level of like, um, how, how do I say this? There's like the whole actual like delayed release of the movie, which kind of became a story of itself, and then all the secrecy, like we called it bond 25 right right was it was a, just, yeah we didn't have a title for a long time we it was did just bond 25 then there was the director shakeup, and i and i think the big thing was like because it was one of the first major because you have in back in the bondzilla proper days we were dealing with like a situation where like awesome we're gonna get a godzilla movie and a bond movie in the same year yeah right like that right. was the it, whole thing that was the so whole then, thing yeah. and then i remember that then I think Kong and Godzilla versus Kong was going through its own stuff, but yeah, then because I, I got that initial pushback, yeah, to like Thanksgiving of 2020, yeah. But the biggest thing was that you know the push for Bond and all, d- on top of everything that we've been hearing about it because we always joked about the movie that was never coming out is that it was one of like the big major movies that was like pushed because of the pandemic, like yeah. in the early days. So it, it just kind of became this like elusive movie that like you you just you that you really had no sense of what it was um now that i'm thinking about it doesn't this movie have like some sort of like punch-ups by phoebe waller bridge it does yes i'm I'm just remembering this yes (laughs) see that that's that's it so it's like there was kind of that and then that is in combination with the second part which is like how i feel about this bond franchise overall i mean i it's been no secret that i've been one of these 
like I, I think the the Craig era has overstayed its welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Craig is a good actor in the part, but just kind of not my favorite. I, I was just ready for a new thing. So then by the time like this one was coming out, I'm like, I mean, I'll see it, but I'm kind of ready for them just to move on to the to the next Bond. And then, you know, we're rewatching all the movies and then, you know, Skyfall's entertaining, but nowhere near as good as I thought it was. And then Spectre, you know, it was him, James, the whole time. And and, and then so you get all that. And then so I, I don't know. I mean, there was just there was a, a general interest because it's Bond, but apathy as well. And then the trailers came out and they were fine. The second trailer came out, which got me way more on board. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just kind of like a scattershot of things that interested me. Like, I like the new theme song by Billie Eilish. I like some of the casting choices. I don't like that James Bond just still seems so fucking angry all the time. Like, just <laughs> miserable. And, yeah. but I, but, and then the, but the trailer looked like it was, like, going to go back into the, like, the fun Bond that I liked. And then, honestly, and then because of just the pandemic, it kind of, the movie came and went, really. Really, kind yeah. of like an interesting reception. Like it, it seemed like a favorable reception, but I did know some people didn't like it. And then it got, then some people got it all caught up in like, you know, you know, the whole dumb, like they're wokeifying Bond, which is just kind of dumb when you watch the movie. It's just, that argument doesn't even make any sense really. Um, but not that it's ever like mostly justified. It's just like, like, <laughs> like you're not even watching the movie if that's what you think it is but so anyway so that was kind of like me going into it and then it came out on digital and then it came out um and then uh it was just honestly i was like well i gotta watch it at some point (laughs) it was my attitude going into it so that's my kind of journey into this movie yeah and i i I would say i'll probably similar it's just everything about it was just the lead up and just how oft it got delayed pre and post pan not post pandemic, but like pre pandemic and in pandemic era of, of just like all the things around it. And then going back to those post specter comments of like Craig wanting to slit his wrist before coming back. And, you know, and then sort of just like, and, and I was very much like I was ready for the next bond to happen. And, you know, and, and, to, sorry to interrupt, but like the more I've seen of Craig since then and like just seen where he's going, I feel like that retroactively like contextualizes that comment. Like, I'm sure it was more of like a, oh my God, I just, I just did this. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it was more that I think like that got really blown up and out of proportion mm-hmm. into something. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. And I will say like, I think once the movie actually came out and I started hearing reactions and a lot of our friends were like, I'm really interested to hear what's your thoughts. I, I, I did get excited to kind of see it and sort of how it was going to actually kind of end up and, and, mm-hmm. and just sort of like, there was an excitement when I was watching it of just like, we finally made it here, you know, for better, for worse, this Craig era is over after this. And It'll, we, we can kind of get a whole sense of what that era is. And, and there will be more reflection as the years go on and as they choose what the next Bond's going to be. Like, there will be more, you know, reflection on it. But we do kind of have, you know, a full piece. And 
it, it, there was sort of the more I thought about, there was an excitement where it's like, okay, they're, it'll be interesting to see them actually kind of end bond on their own terms, because as we we've, we've talked about in the podcast, none of the other bonds really got that like, Oh, we're actually, okay. This is your last movie, right? Like, you know, Connery sort of, you know, just ups and leaves twice. Like same thing with Laz and B, you know, the, the more era kind of gets that, but it's also going out on a whimper and doesn't really sort of feel that way. You know, Dalton got screwed out of more movies and, and same thing with Brosnan. Eric Brosnan was going to do one more and then that didn't happen. And it just was interesting to see, like, especially a series that was so continuity heavy in these Craig films, you know, again, for better, for worse, and sort of like they've pushed that despite it, you know, not being the plan. It was just going to be interesting to me to see like where this actually ended up and what they actually did to end Craig's era. So like when I popped in, uh, you know, I, I, I got the Blu-ray and everything. And like when I popped it in, like that's what I was uh, excited to kind of see it come to to fruition. Yeah, yeah. It, it was two things that were, were interesting was that because there were people I trusted that enjoyed it, but it was interesting how there was never anything about it that was like, oh, I need to see it. You know, there was mm-hmm. I never heard that. Um, but and another interesting thing though too, and I don't know if this is just a comment of like. I have this theory now that once you actually get older and you become an adult and you have like responsibilities and you're not like attached to like the, the film conversation that it becomes way easier to avoid spoilers. In my opinion, maybe, maybe oh, it's because I, like, I, because I have to be on, I did it like, it, you know, it, it was a, a good amount of time until I saw the movie. Yes. And I was kind of shocked that like, there was like a handful of things where I'm like, Oh, I'm surprised I did not get spoiled on this. Yeah, I, I think especially too if it's not honestly if it's not superhero cinema, I feel like it's fairly easy to avoid spoilers. I feel like superhero cinema still has a little bit of like people. Oh yeah, kind of like leak if you, everything. If you didn't see No Way Home like that weekend, you were screwed. <laughs> uh, same thing like when Multiverse of Madness comes out. Oh 100%, yeah, yeah, you're all, fucked. All, all, all the big things <laughs> happening in it are going to be. You know, just just scroll through like Marvel on Instagram and people oh, are God. already like already like, you know, the memes are up one day after. Um, but I, 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 I when we when we got to the point, I was just like, you know, it had been way too long since, you know, the Bond movies still hold a special place in my heart, even mm-hmm. with like sort of my mixed feelings on the Craig era. There is an excitement on, on seeing like, you know, a Bond movie. And especially what I what I was really excited for, too, was. You know, after the two after two movies with Mendez, I was really excited to see it with a, a fresh director, uh, and, and sort of even just from the from the uh, trailers, you could just see like the visual nature of the film was was something different than what Mendez had done. So I was excited to kind of see, you know, because I kind of missed that with with the two Mendez films. I kind of like when the Bond films get that new director and like what their take on it is. Yeah. And I think with that prelude, I think it's time. No more, no more fluttering around. You know, we're we're in the new year of Bondzilla. Let's take in, let's discuss the 25th Bond movie, No Time to Die. Let's do this. James, fate draws us back together. Now your enemy is my enemy. 
His name is Safin. And what does he want? Revenge. Me. When her secret finds its way out, it'll be the death of you. You can imagine why I've come back to play. There's a young lady in Santiago I want you to meet. You're late. When you're ready. Salute. I met your new double O. She's a disarming young woman. I get why you shot him. Yeah, well, everyone tries at least once. James Bond. We both eradicate people to make the world a better place. I just want to be a little tidier. Come on, Bond. Where the hell are you? Have you ever flown one of these? Nope. Harder to tell the good from bad, villains from heroes these days. What is it? You don't know what this is. He's going to kill millions. If we don't do this, there will be nothing left to save. It's been a long time, right? Basically, all like essentially, we were supposed to see it, you know, in, in theory, in a world where nothing ever goes wrong. We were going to see it April 2020. All the, all the plans were in place. Finally get to, you know, you know, December, January at this 2021, 2022. We finally see the movie. And should we finally- put a – and probably should put a blanket – spoiler warning yeah, in case yes, you haven't it, seen and it's a it's a more recent movie it is it but is. we're gonna like dive re- at really least deep. i would like to dive into really it. deep into it yes yes yeah. so we're gonna be talking about everything that there is to talk about about no time to die as a as a movie as a as a part of the craig era as a part of the bond legacy so um yeah official spoiler warning official spoilers and we're gonna talk about things like remember when we thought it was really we were really funny when we're like, what if they postpone the movie because there may be like a biological weapon plot line involved? That would be funny. Probably not what's going to happen. And then lo and behold, yes, you basically um, can see like, well, we'll get into that. But like there was there was that yeah, I, you I can see the moment where they're like, uh oh, they're like, OK, like this is going back to the editing room and we're going to cut around and ADR some lines. So it's kind of a biological weapon but not covid like <laughs> all right here's here's you were all you always brought the bond to the table so i want to hear your thoughts just overall thoughts on the movie first i was very surprised at how much i enjoyed this film i at this point and i know it's like still kind of fresh at this point i would probably say it's my favorite of the craigs like right after 
or right before Casino Royale because I also am not as, you know, I'm not as married to Casino Royale as other people are. I think it's really good. I just don't know if it's like the ultimate, you know, bond of what experience or whatever. One of the things I really ended up taking from this movie was I really enjoyed uh, Fukunaga as a, as a director. And I felt that in many ways, this was like a really actually nice combination of like Craig's Bond, previous movie Bonds, and most especially actually adapting like book Bond. And even if it's not like necessarily the character, but the feeling of the Ian Fleming novels, like especially like towards like the end and how the way this movie ends and and sort of a lot of the stuff, you know, um, are surrounding that. It felt like a way that Fleming would would actually end sort of a Bond character if, if he did get the opportunity to actually end it. And, and essentially almost how he did end it if he didn't have the, oh, Bond thinks he's a Japanese man sort of twist at the end of um, uh, You Only Live Twice. But I, I really liked sort of the visual aesthetic of the film. There are some characters I really liked. If there's one, I mean, and there's definitely other flaws to discuss. I don't think it's an absolute perfect film. If there is one flaw to really bring out the table right away, it is too long. And there is definitely sort of like a point where you're watching the movie and you're like, oh man, there's like 50 minutes left of like, we have like this whole big like attack on the base at the end that's like still has to happen. And there's really good stuff in there. It's really entertaining. And like, there's some really nice character work, especially on, on the Bond side, but it is a movie that that does sort of feel long in the middle and probably could have been trimmed a little bit but i i actually really like this movie so you made your case <laughs> um i thought all right i won't bear the lead i thought the first half of the movie was really good mm-hmm. and then for me it just completely fell apart <laughs> and all the way up and it just kept for me it just kept on unraveling and unraveling until I had no clue what was going on. I mean, not in like a dumb way. Like I, I understood the plot. In fact, like it, it was kind of one of the movie, it, it, like the one thing I will say about it is like in the Bond films, because there's so much political intrigue and espionage, I kind of lose track of like exactly what, what's happening in the plot. And this one, I could kind of, I could follow the plot really well. So it just came down to these like weird interpersonal things that just did not make sense to me. That's- and it became less and less effective as it goes on. This series continues to do this thing where they pretend that you watched four different other movies, like that the four movies before it were completely different. Yes. I actually think at one point, I don't know if this was intentional, but I think that, so Blofeld shows up in the movie again, and then he does another It Was Me about something. And I'm like, is that, do they know, do they know that that we mean that? Like the way they did it, I'm like, come on, like, what are you doing? So they do that. Um, and um, yeah, so I-, I... Yeah, because when you said like, I, the first half of the movie is like the stronger half of the film. And I think it is because, like, for me, and I, I think we'll have different, slightly different opinions on why that is. For no, me, I think you're gonna. You, you, I think this may be a little bit of a back and forth from what it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the bit, you know, the other big thing I will say though, to kind of echo, so like, so the good things about it, I think the acting is is on is on point. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's very cool. It's a very cool movie. It's a very cool looking movie. And just for, as a Bond movie, it's really cool. Um, most of the new actors I liked a lot. Like, I liked Lashana Lynch a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought she was excellent. Um, Anna de Armas was great, or Anna de Armas. Um, not in the movie enough. Oh, but I, 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 I want I, a, I want a, I want a yeah. whole spinoff with her character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was a she, I, we'll talk about her. I was a character. I was not in the movie. Very... Not in the movie enough. But I, I kind of in the back of my head assume that may be the case. Like going in, I'm like, she's kind of like everything about this character is like her fighting in that dress. So I'm like, that's probably the only time she's going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I know. I know. Probably Jordan Vote Roberts is kind of. A uh, little, probably a little frustrated because they basically just use fox dye in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Metal Gear Solid. Oh my god, that's so true. Yeah, that that is I'll just a ko- it's a Kojima plot line. Yeah, no, I mean that that so it was kind of like that, like it did veer into like kind of like Kojima land a little bit. So I kind of appreciated that, um, and. Uh, and the reason I liked the first half of the movie is because I thought it was very briskly paced. I thought that the way it treated the characters was really good. I thought, like, just the way that Bond would interact with, like, Felix. Like, there's that bar scene that they have with mm-hmm. each other. And I'm like, this is great. Like, they feel like real people. Like, it's like, you know, this is one of those times where Bond is, like, you know, not like you know he's not as uptight and he's actually like a real person and i enjoy that and overall and this is where i maybe i veer a little bit more maybe not negative but more nitpicky is like the movie does take liberties to be more classic bond from things like the set pieces the gadgets the music the plots and the and they even brought back the quips they brought back quips, which yes. I'm happy that they brought back quips. There's a little bit of me that still feels like maybe I'm watching it and I'm like, I don't know, maybe it's just like too little too late. Like, like I'm not because maybe it's because I'm not this isn't what is it? The fifth movie in is unless it's like a complete that. Oh, here I'm just realizing this. It's not like it was a complete we're revitalizing it and we're kind of like redoing the world. Like we're not like yeah. we're not Ragnaroking it, you know what I mean? Yes. It's like instead, it's kind of like we're gonna add in all these like really cool elements, which are appreciated, but it's still gonna be a a, a follow up to all the other movies that have come before. But like the interconnectivity of those movies don't really make that much sense. Uh, like, they, they, that's always been the unraveling of the Craig era, and and I mean it's like as much as I like the movie, that is still true of this one where yeah. It really, I mean, it works enough on its own. It, I mean, what you were saying, it's like the audience saw four different movies that kind of, but also didn't really exist um, in terms of like how it works in this movie. And, and I feel like taking it on its own, I really like it, but you know, you can break it down of just like how it actually all connects. And it really is this the problem of like none of these were planned and it's how they make these movies they're not planned out until they're like okay yeah but but see like this is where i always like push back not against you about like just uh, like when we talk about things like this it's like because it has nothing to do with like oh it was like you planned out the movies well no it's just like things like 
I was going to wait a little bit until the, well, here's a minor thing because the, the romance plot line is like a bigger thing. And so I'll dive deep into that later, but it's like, they go, maybe this works if this is the only movie you saw, but like they go into this, like, you know, they, they see Blofeld again and it's all treated as if like this guy is his Joker, like that they've had like missions upon missions of like, you know, they know each other. You know what I mean? I'm like, Bond doesn't know this guy. He, he didn't even know he existed. <laughs> like, he has no interpersonal relationship with this guy. Uh, and it just doesn't... And the thing is, I saw that movie. We all like, saw I, that movie. I saw that movie. Remember when we went to go see Justice League? <laughs> like, the, the theatrical version? And then... It was like, and then Batman's like, we need Superman. We need Clark. I'm like, you tried to kill him. The last movie, now you're buddies? Because you're like, it's like, what? No, that's not the movie I saw last time. So it's like, and maybe maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I do know it's like, it's kind of one of those things as an audience member where I'm watching it and the interpersonal relationship and the connection they made in the previous movie was a little lackluster. And then you can't, get me as you can't play it as like these guys are like these super rivals who are like the yin to each other's yang and the next one which i feel is how they're playing it and it just doesn't things like that don't work for me and and i will acknowledge like that like the franchise interconnectivity that's like low level of my complaints that's that's just more of like a engaging with the story oh yeah yeah and um it really just comes down to the fact that just the fact that everything sort of got switched when they got Spectre back. And I feel like that more so than anything is like sort of having to try to place a bunch of that sort of backstory and cram it in doesn't help. But I mean, also it's like, thankfully like Blofeld's not too big of a role in this movie. Like, you know, but that is what yeah. it is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, Oh, the theme song is still great. I still love the Billie Eilish theme song. I thought it was good. I did enjoy at the beginning of the movie that there was that little callback to um, Dr. No with the the polka yes. dots. With the polka dots, yeah. At the beginning. I, oh, I, I did number, enjoy that, yeah. There's a number of callbacks that I was very surprised to see in this movie. Um, so I guess no, hat, can... no hat toss. If there no was a hat, hat toss, this movie would have gotten a five out of five. Yeah. Um, so I think it's best we start actually digging into the movie. Yeah. Um, because there's definitely other big elements that we, we need to uh, dig into and discuss. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get a very lengthy sort of quote unquote cold open, mm-hmm. um, which involves sort of a once again, retired bond. Uh, oh, and- there's a cold, there's a cold open before that, actually. Oh, yes. Yes. The, the yeah. Safin cold open, the Safin, which the- was cool. Oh yes, yes. So I was like, whole always like, oh, if this is the vibe of the movie, I am in. Like this is this is really right. cool. Yeah. So we we get we get a flashback to young, uh, uh, young Miss Swan, not yeah. Elizabeth Swan. No, uh, the, no. the other Swan. They're coming no. in looking for the gold. No. Uh, <laughs> honestly, you could like. You, you better start just... believing in ghost stories, Mister Bond. <laughs> um. Yes, but uh, Dr. Madeline Swan, uh, a, a time of her youth in uh, Norway, where um, also a, a young Safin, a masked man, 
Mm-hmm. That we eventually know as Safin uh, comes in looking to you know kill her father and ends up killing her mother, mm-hmm. uh, who you know Madeline has a very contentious relationship with. As you know, you know she's like, oh, don't you know your father's a bad guy? He kills people, and like, look what he's done for us. He's he always leaving, and then you know she gets killed. The whole the whole thing about the scene, and, and it, again, looks visually really good the mask is is really cool at least in this scene right and kind of gets blown off madeline's like running away she gets you know caught under the ice and and saffin decides to save her instead of kill her which he was originally intending to do um and it sort of gives you sort of it's a really interesting way to open the movie you know and it really sort of especially with it being like a a returning bond girl and this returning character that you know maybe didn't really get all that much in um, Spectre, you know, to really sort of dig into the character. Uh, you know, well, and, and I think what's great about it too is like it just starts it off on like a different tonal note that there. Yeah, I, I just I dug it. I, I really I was like, oh, th- this is getting started in an interesting way. Yes, yeah, and again, there's just like the the I, I do I've all I. I with that, it's just the white of the snow and like how that looks like the, the, the house is set together again, like Fukunawa and his, you know, um, uh, DP really get the most out of sort of showcasing that visually in those mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah. But we, we cut from that flashback and sort of like her under the ice to her coming up out of the water with her kind of honeymoon with bond uh, in sort of the, the cliffs of Italy. Uh, and they're kind of having this whole sort of, uh, you know, sort of they're they're in the honeymoon phase, but Bond has all his baggage and all this sort of stuff. And she has a secret too. you know, they're kind of discussing uh, we get um, I, I kind of knew the movie we were in for, though, when, when we got the drop of we have all the time in the world. I was like, oh, boy, mm-hmm. something's going down at some point in this movie because you don't just drop that in Bond lore without it actually coming to uh, fruition. And, you know, that's when I kind of knew like, okay, Fukunaga sort of has some sort of inkling of being a Bond fan, or at least having that deeper knowledge of the wider Bond universe, which I definitely, again, I definitely felt throughout the film that he sort of had that type of interest in, in it, which I really, really did appreciate as, as a Bond fan. Hmm. Because in many ways, like I've, I've always said that like the most interested I would be in like a remake of any of these movies would be, you know, Honor Majesty Secret Service because it never really got the justice. And I feel like, no, you didn't need to remake it. You just need to kind of adapt some elements of it, just the feeling of it more so than anything else, which I think that they they tried to do uh, in this. Yeah. Film. I, and, you know, this whole kind of opening, I think my kind of big note is that I think the actors do make it way more compelling than what's on the page. I'm just not that invested in this relationship Mm -hmm. um, because it is one of those things where, you know, they, you know, they, uh, I don't know. I, I, I really didn't get all that connected to it in the last one, at least to the level of where it gets, where it's like, this is the new Vesper now, where it's like, this is the love of his life. And they're still playing the Vesper card uh, initially. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's me, but it's like, I get it. He's like, Vesper is his fucking, like him going to the grave is like fucking Bruce Wayne going to Crime Alley to put the roses down. I understand. Like, it's like, this is the thing that like, it's kind of like part of his origin story. And I just don't, it's just not as effective to me, like this time going around in, in, 
when you um, juxtapose it with this current relationship that he's in. I, I think it really is sort of like, and again, this is like sort of the, the thing about these movies being that continuity where it's like, it works better if you have a different memory of what Spectre was, because I think that you don't really get that sense that they are like, hey, these are, this is like Bond and Tracy, you know, from Honor Man's Secret Service or whatever. You don't get that vibe from Spectre. And then here they're kind of asking you to be like, well, this is the girl that Bond's choosing to run away with and, and, you know, and is willing to kind of like go to Vesper's grave to like, you know, put those demons so that they can have a good life together. And it, it, at some points, it just feels like a, 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 a segment of circumstance where it's like, well, this is the character. We want to kind of do this where he has this relationship, but we've, we can't just introduce a new character to do that with. We have to kind of do it with this previous character. But I, I, think, I think you're cor- correct in the sense that, like, in theory on the page, it's not that compelling. But I do think that both Craig and... Um, uh, yeah, uh, Leia Seydoux, mm-hmm. give it enough oomph where it it starts to work. It starts to work, and I feel like they they do kind of make things yeah, work enough. Where, where it, it, it yeah. feels like, okay, these characters are on some level like very simpatico with each other. It is very interesting, though, Bond, who does have these major trust issues, is choosing the woman who has a direct connection to Spectre, which is kind of odd. Love blinds until you're blinded. Yeah, but then he's first... all then he's all shitty when he's like, "What did you do? We all have our secrets." Like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> she she's directly connected to Spectre, and you're a, you're an eight you you're an MI six agent. You're not even yeah. telling her that you're going. I does he even tell her that she's he's going to his ex girlfriend's grave. Fuck you, James. No, I think that's the whole. That was the whole point of that. Oh, yeah. so she knew. She she did know that. Right. Basically, then, she's okay, like, listen, like, right. I'll tell you my secret. Yeah, I'll tell you my secret if you kind of like deal with your baggage and like deal with your secrets. So basically, you know, he's like, okay, like, whoa, 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 whoa. that's not a fair exchange. That's like, I'll tell you mine if you go off and deal with yours somewhere. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Open up, James. Open up. Listen, it all le- it all leads to a badass opening sequence, right. though. I well, will say that. Yeah, you know, you know what was opened up Vesper's grave because it got blown yes. to smithereens. It got blown up by the uh, diamond face of the movie Cyclops. <laughs> yes, know, that's that's my name for him, Cyclops. Right. Yep. Um, I, I wouldn't call him any other thing though than yeah. that. Cyclops. Uh, no, but yeah. this no this the whole opening action is fantastic. Like I thought that this was very much like kind of. It felt like old school Bond action. So good. So it, good. It, it was it, excellent. It felt like so well choreographed. It felt so unique and energetic and just really fun moments. Like, you know, like kind of, it's always good with like, um, you know, motorcycle, like cars and motorcycles downstairs. That's always great. Like the, the big jump is really fun. The stuff with the car mm. is fantastic. Uh, the stuff with the Aston Martin is fantastic. If, if anything else, like we, the proper action with the Aston Martin is like maybe like a big highlight of the movie. Yeah. Like I but really the, enjoyed that. This whole opening action stuff and in, 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 in as they're escaping from Vesper's uh, grave and, and, and sort of that, that thing happening, like everything about it was just. And just awesome. from like a, and just from like an action tension moment, the him being an asshole and like 
as she begs, like, you know, like, I'll tell you whatever, whatever she says. And then like, like nothing is breaking the window of the Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. And, and, yes. And there was just like, just that confidence that like, like Bond knew that wasn't going to break yeah. no matter how much, like, and it, that was just, that was really cool. And then it just, and then it just so seamlessly, and this is why I was like super confident in the movie because then it seamlessly goes into the, into the theme. And I'm like, that was a, this movie's dope. This is, yeah. it, it's starting off strong. It, it I feels, like it. It feels really like, it, it, again, it feels like Fukunaga was really kind of combining sort of this sort of element of the Craig, you know, like sort of that side of tone, but bringing in that sort of Bond fun from before, mm-hmm. where it is a sign of crazy stunts and the crazy action and the Hans Zimmer score, which I thought was really good. Um, yeah, yeah, they did it. It, it did a good job, I yeah. thought, yeah. Um, which are, like, at least like for, I think sometimes with Zimmer, people still get caught up on like the Inception slash your Batman mm-hmm. versus Superman Zimmer, where you forget that like no, the dude is still pretty good at like actually making like music and you know from Pirates to Lion King to this, I feel like he still can pull out a really good score and not not just like the bombs, which I think also people forget that Inception has other stuff other than the bombs. Like there's also some really good piano stuff in that movie. So, well, it's kind of like you know it's, i i do compare it a little bit to michael giacchino who's like he, he like who's always good and like his version of like the reliable like brahms like from hans zimmer is like he can like really do like very much like john williams-esque music really well and like yes. that's he's reliable with that and then and then i think a couple times this year too like he's like really banging out some really good like his own stuff like so it's like yeah I put it in the same category. There's also a good gag with some sheep in that opening sequence. Yeah. There's like sheep going on. Yeah. Uh, but the, the opening yeah, sequence basically ends with Bonds deciding that like, listen, like, you know, there's sort of like a... You're out. Yeah, he, he's essentially like, the, the feeling again is like, I kind of know in my heart of hearts you didn't actually betray me, but I can't take the risk and it's the for the best that I just go off on my own. So, you know, she is sent on a train without ever telling him her secret and... uh we get to the opening sequence, but again, the transition was great. And I thought the opening sequence animation was awesome. I thought the song really fit. Yeah. Really good stuff. Um, and then after that, we get into uh, the next big part of the movie, which is um, getting introduced to um, Project Heracles. Project Heracles, which this next, the scene with the scientists when they're making fun of the, the one guy, like the guy who betrays everybody. Mm-hmm. that felt like a very phoebe waller bridge sort of scene where he's just like someday like someday i will actually put like malaria in your soup and you won't know the difference it's just like joking about sort of that sort of dark biological mm-hmm. like, diseases was was kind of very waller bridge but um yeah it was like in in yeah and and that was kind of like leading into kind of what i was saying is like these little kind of like lighter moments that felt like organic and natural and then and then you don't really know what's going on. And then just the whole siege onto this whole kind of like bio weapon, like nanobot facility is just like, which is kind of fun and look cool. Uh, cool camera. Right. Stuff. Yeah. Again, again, like really looks good. Just it kind of gives a good vibe of just like, okay, these are this, this villain organization, this other villain organization. And this whole thing where, you know, they're basically making it look like it was, you know, you know, you know, connections to Spectre and everything like that, which I think is sort of 
interesting. Also like that, like maybe the film's coolest gadget was like the 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 villains having those gravity things that they shoot down the elevator. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the magnet, the magnet gravity stuff where I'm like, any other Bond movie, like if that was like Brosnan, that would have totally been like Brosnan's big thing in the movie is like did you notice that when they did that, I think they had a line where the scientist is like, oh, magnets. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. like you had to know because yeah. they're probably like, it, it's not clear what's happening. We're going to add a line here. It's yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah. magnets. Yeah. Magnets. But, <laughs> he should have said magnets, bitch. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, I love that. I just love the visual of that where it like goes down and just attaches all down the elevator. And it's like the green and red and just people just dropping magnets. Yeah. Uh, so basically, yeah, this thing is that there's this very secret, secret, secret weapon or or thing in this in this kind of biological lab where um Safin you know Safin and and Safin's goons like take the scientist who's on Safin's side we find out yeah and and essentially like kind of fake his kidnapping so that they can get this this project so but here's kind of like the whole thing about it and 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 the other aspect of the flip side of this is that they're doing the thing where they cut back to um, you know, MI6 with, um, you know, uh, M and, uh, and crew. And it's like one of those, like somebody went into project Heracles and then M's like, Oh, I got secrets <laughs> there. Like, 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 should we like, like the, the prime minister? Like, no, yeah. we're not telling no. it. We're not no. telling about, about this. I'm playing this one close to the chest. And then they do the really kind of fun fake out is like, get me 007. So it's like, that goes where it goes. And then, but the other thing too, is like, you don't know, I think if I remember correctly, if I'm watching the movie correctly, it's like the idea is like, you're supposed to think that it's Spectre at this point. There's, there's like, confu- yeah. Cause it's like, you definitely hear it's like Safin, like directing him. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Cause yeah, he does. Call, never mind. Cause he, right, he but calls the scientist directly and then he does say Mr. Safin, but you don't know what Safin's deal is yet though. No, no. And, and there's, there's kind of questions where it's like the scientist does have, you know, connections to Spectre. Well, no, no, no. Here's what it is. Let me just rephrase this. Safin is working with the guy directly, but it is Spectre who takes him. Mm-hmm. So Spectre doesn't know that our scientist friend here is working with Safin on some sort of right, project. Right, because right. Because then that leads to an actual fun fake out later in the movie. I right, thought. yeah. But it is Spectre who is coming in for this Project Heracles thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so we get to cut them to M and, and money penny comes in like, no, yeah, you know, get me 007. And we cut to, uh, bond in Jamaica. And I also just, I want to say, I really appreciate that they went like full, like Ian Fleming with Mm -hmm. like this Jamaica setting, Mm -hmm. just like that house that bond is in is totally like what Ian Fleming would have wanted to live in. Like that was his dream home. It felt very much like they were taking that element of Fleming's life and like really putting it into bond where, you know, bond is essentially just like, uh, he's just, he's legitimately retired. Uh, and, and also there's also been like a five year gap between the, um, opening sequence and these events. So he's basically been in Jamaica for five years and just basically living a secluded life. He fishes, he goes to town, you know, he just kind of lives, you know, lives life in Jamaica. He lives a retired life in, in Jamaica, like nobody wants, he's going to bother nobody. Nobody's going to bother him until he is bothered by a car tailing him, which turns out to be a car filled with one Felix Leiter and one Billy Magnuson. Uh, and essentially it's basically like they're kind of getting bond back into the game is like, listen, man, like 
there's something going down. You know, the CIA and, and the and the MI6 are not working together on this, but there's a big thing going down in Cuba. This big project's been sort of kidnapped. Spectre's involved. Like, man, you got to help us for one for the good guys, right? Like, that's sort of the vibe of the scene. And when you were mentioning earlier, the vibe that Bond gives where he's actually kind of hanging out with Felix and they're playing this coin game and they're drinking. And, and there is kind of a lighter element of like, yeah, like this is kind of the fun Bond and Felix stuff that we want to see. Because this is, you know, this sort of stuff, especially in the Craig movies with with Felix, like, right? because it's already been always been like super serious, like you very rarely kind of get those moments, like very briefly in like, you know, the previous two Felix appearances. So this is just like, oh, like this is like, this is the type of Felix and Bond relationship where it's like, oh, like that, like, you know, Dalton would have had with his Felix, right? Where they're like, this is like why you're the best man at my wedding type of thing. Like that's sort of the, the vibe I got where it's like, you know, they are really good buddies and they are sort of people that are on that level of like, we are sort of the good guys, you know, in some sense of the word, even though both of them have been made cynical by the way that their world works. Cause that's why Felix isn't going through, through in his CIA channels. It's like, you kidding me? Like, I don't want to work with those you know, jokes. Like you and me, like we want it. We want this to be kind of low key and on, on the good guy's side. Yeah, and I just thought Jeffrey Wright was awesome in the part. Like he just, it, it was flip right back into like that type of Felix. And yeah, his just feel, like and his yeah. and his Felix. Yeah, because like that was always kind of like what was interesting about Felix. Like Felix, like you know, was like you know the American agent. He didn't. He wasn't like kind of. It wasn't. What was always interesting about Felix is like he just wasn't like American James Bond. Right. He was like for all intents and purposes, a normal dude. Yes. Like, yeah. and, and, and that comes across so much and Jeffrey Wright brings so much to the role. And, and um, I should have known something was up at, with how good and personable and fun he was in the movie that something was going to happen. But um, with what we got of him in the film, I, I, I really, I did really enjoy. Um, but I mean, content wise, it's all like the something's going on and, and I need you. Well, why don't you get other people? Because I trust you, James. Yeah, I mean, it's, but it's still, but it's fun. It's fun discussion. It's like me and it. me and Nagent Smith over here. Like, he, he's like, he's good at, like, he's my buddy for some reason. And and, he, and that guy's always like, I don't know if we could trust Bond. We could trust Bond. <laughs> Shut up. Um, But um, he's, uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I, did, course, I did enjoy all that. You can't forget he's joined by very smiley Billy Magnuson, mm-hmm. who's uh, he's like, don't you know the big deal about it? It's Spectre. Spectre's yeah. involved. I, that's not how he talks, but that's sort of like it's Spectre. Oh, is that really how it, it's Spectre? That's how he should have talked. Then it, it, it's Spectre. Logan Ash is his character's name, which is a very Billy Magnuson character name. Um. So Bond is, is is essentially like Oh yeah, that is who he is. You know what the reason I said that earlier is because I confused him with the guy who was like Agent Smith in the most recent Matrix movie. Right. Not no, not not Jonathan Goff. Those are two very similar looking white guys. <laughs> right. Wait a minute. What's the other guy's name? Jonathan Goff. Jonathan Goff? Yeah. Kristoff oh from Frozen. Groff. Groff. Groff, thank you. No, Goff is the, the Groff's the QB. Yeah, we got too many white people. Like, that's not gotta, that's not we gotta, wrong. We gotta we gotta vary them up a little bit. Anyway, um, but um, what was I gonna say? Um, but then shortly after, we're introduced to Lashana Lynch, 
Yes. Who we kind of like, you kind of get a hint where she like Bond's driving past and she's like talking and she looks like she could be like a local or another, like, you know, another neighbor of his, but he like, you know, Bond goes back to his abode. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a funny line too. I, 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 I oh, no, she, watch... picks, she picks him up cause his car right. was, you know, Oh, like, I think that was what it is. He's like, do you need a ride? And then the way Bond's like, okay. <laughs> I like, it was just, he had a couple of funny lines, but what I did like about it though, too, is that he um he he caught on to it quick enough yes yeah like i mean it like was he knew immediately where he's, he's like okay you are a double o agent and, you've right, been, and right. you're tailing me for whatever reason and i think again what's it's fun is not as if like oh like m like you know it's not, it's not that situation where like oh m needs bond type of thing it's more so like she's the whole thing is that she is the new double seven she was his replacement when he left you know eventually left mi6 and her his whole her whole thing is like you know she's been assigned that same mission you know to go to cuba investigate the sort of the the this theft and and sort of the specter things going on over there and and she's essentially like listen man like you had your time it's my time now don't you know don't be uh don't be a dick don't be Mm -hmm. a dick about this and then i love this whole thing too where you know she's (laughs) like, like she just throws her phone to to um yeah to, to bond and then you know the whole the whole conversation he eventually has with uh m is is really funny well too. don't forget then it ends in like the the big like and it's like oh you didn't ask what double o i was i'm double o seven <laughs> which good for her yeah <laughs> good for her and it- i really liked her in this movie i just think lashana lynch just has like I don't know, because like I, I do think that I always said that she was like a show stealer in Captain Marvel. And I think that maybe she had a little bit more to do in that movie. But I think she just has like a really natural screen presence mm-hmm. to her. And um, I just like seeing her like on screen. Yeah. And, and, and I think I think her, you know, her her growth with the character, like her growth with Bond is fun. You know, she they go through the movie. And, uh, you know, she kind of presents herself as like, hey, it's a badass double O agent. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of the fun of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I almost wish we got a little bit more. I mean, again, I, I they kind of hint at it a little bit where I had kind of guessed this when the trailers came out where she is. She's kind of got more of this like like black ops SWAT get in get out like, you know, in the shadows like things like, you know, kind of a very tactical like right. soldier deal whereas bond is bond is bond <laughs> like, like you know he's he you know he's got like and, all and that it, and it's like kind of the learn that like sometimes both are necessary sort of thing right, right? like mm-hmm. i think that that's her kind of thing is that like sometimes you have to be more of the but bond you, and you knew and you knew well because then they have the whole joke where everybody like he goes in and then everybody's like welcome double oh seven like because it's like you know are they talking to bond and and that's the thing it's like you know this movie is going to end with her giving him back the title yes because like everybody knows like that's like the proper double oh seven but even like that plot line like i know i'm jumping ahead not all the way to the end but just the whole like him coming back and just being like welcome back James, I just don't get a sense in the series that he has this good of a relationship with MI6. Like, everybody would probably be like, yeah, good, he's gone. <laughs> like, like, 
I don't know. Like that was, I think it just comes down to the fact that like nobody else gets like the type. I mean, I would say this, like the funny thing is like, I was about to say that like, Oh, nobody else gets the big like world ending missions, but then neither has Craig in these movies. Like, this, no. is, the, this is his first real, like in terms of like the actual movie canon mm-hmm. of what we see in the movies, this is the first real, like, Oh, it's like an end of the world scenario that bond has to stop. Like it would have been more fun if like, oh, like it was because like, hey, Bond is the one guy who had all these like big important missions. And that's why kind of he still has that sort of relationship with MI6. Also, also to be really frank, all this would have been very more effective if it wasn't like if we already hadn't done that in Skyfall where it's like, oh, like Bond disappeared and we thought he was dead. Well, that's that's kind of what I'm more referring to. It's like they, they keep on doing the like, I don't get a sense of like everything is always about him being rogue or like not really in the system. So right. it's like this whole thing where it's like now, like, like, of, of course, like, what do you expect? Like you keep going and then you're just like, oh my God, how come nobody remembers me? That I that made me laugh out loud when he goes up to the front desk and then he's like, Bond. And he looks at him, James Bond. <laughs> like I like that. That was funny. Yeah. Like that that was a good use of that joke. Mm-hmm. So um, and I and and ultimately what I was gonna say, I did like the cute wordplay rivalry between um him and Lashana Lynch and like he calls in 007 but he means bond and then like he like and then like he throws like a little quip her way and yeah. then like there, there's a little bit of a a taste and, and they and i feel like throughout the movie they deal with all that pretty tastefully mm-hmm. so um like they find that line where it's like yeah let's listen james bond is 007 but they don't try to do it like because he's better. Like no, no, no. It's not it's the, the key that they don't make her like incompetent, right? Especially once we get to the next scene in Cuba, like she is like a good agent. It's just mm-hmm. that like they do toy that line where it's like okay, like but Bond is Bond, and I think it's always interesting with the Bond movies too because I think there is still a lot that they get off of Bond as the legacy character, right? Because it's just one of those things where it's like you kind of expect. Bond's going to take double set because he Bond is Bond. Like Bond is this Bond character that has existed. And I feel like they they there is an element of like, well, that's why you know too, obviously. But that's because that's just movie making, really. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyways, I also like the conversation there with M and Bond when when Lashana Lynch throws him her phone and he was like, 007, like, where have you been? Like, M, darling. It's been much too long. Like that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I sort liked of all like, that. And then basically kind of confirming like what he's, you know, he kind of knows what sort of is going on in the project Heracles, which somehow Bond has known about too, which is again, one of those things where, again, you think it's just like, M, we, we, we said like not to do this like years ago. Like when, when have you had this conversation with Mallory about like shutting this down? Like, right. Right. You know, but anyways, the main, do you, point ever, is- do you ever, I uh, listen, I like Ray Fiennes, but do you ever watch these movies and you're like, fuck, I still wish it was Judy Tench. <laughs> I really did feel that way. I'm like, fuck, I miss Judy Dench. I just yeah, love, like, I, I she think, is, she's my M. Yeah. She is my M. Like, I don't know. I, I've, I've liked sort of like the Ray vibes, but I also think that both of these movies have given him a position where he's fucking up a lot. Yeah. And I feel like he, I, I feel like almost Spectre needed him to be like, hey, like, I'm actually good M. And this one is kind of like, oh, yeah, I have my demons too. Whereas the last one, it was like, you know, he, he's like, we're going in on, um, 
like this thing with the with the you know the nine eye or whatever and it's like i have you know kind of authority but no authority but we're letting it through hey also this is a bad idea we've got to like make it work right and i feel like i like him in this movie i like ray fines i think that he does a fine job i think mm-hmm. oh I yeah do, no he's I do, good yeah i do like that they kind of get back to this m of just like at the end of the day he's gonna you know he knows like double seven and bond and it, both him and the Sean Lynch are like, you know, he's going to go to bat for his guys. And if they, if the, if this decision is, you know, we're going to, we need to bomb this thing, even if it's illegal, like we have to bomb this thing. And mm-hmm. like, I trust my guys to get out of there and do the job. So I, I like to take breath back that portion of the character. Um, also, I will note another thing I really liked. I liked the fact that they had all the portraits of all the previous M's. Um, yeah that was cool I in like the that. hallways yeah. like i yeah. love like obviously the judy dench one is the one that's a major focus but i like seeing the robert brown picture like you know next to him too that was great anyway I, so basically I, this all leads to bond choosing to go to cuba and yeah i actually are like is that the order it doesn't really matter is that the order of events or does all the cuba stuff happen before all this doesn't matter but no the cuba stuff happens before like, okay this yeah, is all, yeah yeah because it because it basically it's like you know lashana lynch hands in the phone you know, he, he talks to M and he kind of is like, you know, like we thought like, what's going on? Like, you know, Hey, like it's been too long. I thought you were dead. You know, it's good to know. And it's like, Hey, like, you don't give me that, whatever. And essentially bond decides like, Hey, I'm going to Cuba. So Felix, Mm -hmm. Felix, I'm in, which leads to, (laughs) I did love when he, when he got to Cuba and he's at the pier and then Lashana Lynch is at the other pier. Yeah. It was just kind of like this fun, like, all right, I guess this is like, hi. I guess like, uh, I guess, like, like a the hotel. Like, 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 it's like, 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 here we go. Like, yeah, see, this, see, this is... see you at the convention, I guess. <laughs> I did like that. But then, because Liner says, like, I have a CIA agent. They're like ready con- for yeah. you. Like yeah. a contact there who's, like, been on this. Introduce, what's the character's name? Paloma? Yes. Uh, played by Ana de Armas, who... What a breath of fresh air in this franchise. I loved this character. Oh my God. Could have seen, I I know like, you know, overexposed. I could have seen a whole movie with this character. No, she, she should have, I feel like she should have came back in the movie. Oh, a hundred percent. Because it was like, it was just this, it was just such a new character for this, where it was like this agent, because they do kind of say like, she she's a little bit more green but it's not like green like remember how they what, what was her name like Gemma arterton and like the the other one yeah. and like it, where it was like she's a new agent and like oh of course she's gonna get swept off her feet by bond and then she's gonna she gets killed but like this one was kind of more of a practical like sure she's a little bit green but she knows what she's doing but it's kind of like this fun wide-eyed like 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 she's this super, is exciting. This she's is exciting. Super, We're super. She's super excited. She's like nervous. Like, like nobody's know. ever happy to do anything in these movies. So it's just fun to see like somebody who's like kind of like excited to get like, to work like, with James like, Bond. You know, she's like, oh, like I completed tra- training like two weeks ago or whatever. And she's like, so like, like you know, like get undressed. Like, what do you mean? Like, oh, here's your here's your suit. Like, just like even going to the bar and she's like, what should we do? Let's order a drink. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> and and, and I, here's the interesting thing about how I loved her introduction because like Ana de Armas, as we've known, I, I think has been great in everything she's pre- pretty much everything that she's in. And then but also let's, you know, I mean very, very attractive person. But what I loved about how they introduce her, because they don't really make a hay out of her looks. 
in the yeah. movie. Like, because in a Bond movie, it's like, oh, like, you know, look at the the leading man and lady come in. They're so gorgeous. This one is just, they kind of introduce her just kind of like at a street bar in like the co- in the, the cocktail dress, like drinking just from a bottle of Coke. Like, it's just, like, it's, like nervously. Yeah. Oh, and then the, the whole bit where like, she like Bond says like the code phrase and she's like what like <laughs> oh, like they're, they're, and Bond has to explain like yeah there's something about a hat and a fox or and she's like oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah you're my guy you're my guy I'm like yeah like oh, I, I just love yeah yeah a bit later it. where they order the drink at like the at the bar like at like their you know at the kind of Spectre convention or whatever and you know Spectre Con <laughs> it's essentially what it is it's Spectre Con yeah. Where, yeah, where, yeah yeah um. But like you know, Bond orders the two martini, you know, shaken not stirred or whatever. Which I was happy we finally got it. Like yeah. we're like, okay, he like he just said it straight up. Yeah, like straight yeah. up said it. And then like he's doing the like classic Bond sip, and she's just guzzling it down. She like, oh yeah, she downed it. Yeah. And that... what what was really great to see, honestly, what really made it work, the chemistry that those two had in Knives Out, it's the exact same. thing. Holy shit! You know what's really funny you mentioning that now is the is the only time i put this together like you're right like they they were <laughs> they were the leads of that movie well that's the reason she's in the movie is because like he liked her enough on knives out that's oh is that, true? Yeah, is that but, true yeah yeah oh, you know, craig went okay. to bat for her and said like when they were doing kind of like because the movie got delayed because right. um you know that's why he was allowed to do knives out well, that makes sense why she's in the movie so little right is that it was like a part but like I just thought that this like this character was so fun. Doesn't I, at one point she hop in the car and just drive it into a building? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what I also love is again, this is like we're going all over the scene, but like later, like she's very competent in hand-to-hand combat. Mm-hmm. And Bond's like, like she's like, you finished training two weeks ago, more or less. Like essentially <laughs> like that. Yeah, no, she drives the car in the building and like oh, those whole things too, where she looks up the Felix so much and like you know, here's the, here's the cigar for Felix and everything like that. Like, just- I, I, I just, I appreciated just the, even her fighting style was something a little bit more different than just like throwing people into things and like just yeah. brute strength. This, and this, like, car- this, this movie is deserves like high marks just for that. Like just that little bit of her. Character. I just, like, I, I just knew really, really yeah. loved it. I just knew that when she was gone, I knew that was it for her in the movie. And I was really sad. Yeah. I would have like, loved her to yeah. see like, you know, even like a small part of her, like coming like bonds, like, well, I need you to do maybe not thing on the main Island, but like something else, like, Hey, like, you know, kind of that you know, friendship. That I, I really hope that in the next bond, they seriously consider just bringing that character back. I loved it. Yeah. Like, just I bring, mean, like yeah. make it like a legacy Felix type character. Like I yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, sure. But, but the, so the scene itself, what I did like about the scene itself is because um because like and this is where i was kind of losing the details but ultimately it's a specter con and then they have like little earpieces that like gives them like a radio frequency and then it turns out because i think he may know this at this point but it's supposed to be a trap for bond that like what's it called that i was gonna call him overhauser uh blofeld set up yeah so cyclops is there and he's got his little eye on a pillow and then in the in the radio, it's like, like then then the radio happens. You hear Blofeld, and then he's like, "It was me, James. Remember? It's still me." And uh, you're fucking right, dead because it, it turns out it's Blofeld's birthday party. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and the whole you know Blofeld has been like and, incarcerated and, and, for years, and like now we get him over five years now, and you know it's just like kind of how how is he doing this? Yada yada yada, and then 
we get the you know the the bond like hey you're dead and then turns out that's not what happens no everybody else dies yeah horrifically Uh uh-huh and then like the scientist is there he's like oh my god it works now at this point i know exactly what's going on like at this point i'm like okay it's fox die (laughs) yeah which which for those of you don't understand a reference fox die was a biochemical weapon in the video game metal gear solid where essentially it's the same as this movie where it's like a it's like a it's like a bioweapon that targets specific DNA. Yes. So like it it won't kill you, but it'll kill somebody else who it's targeted for. So that, Mm -hmm. that's, that's what it is. Right. I I know that's going on right away. Right. Um, I really like the fake out because I just like the idea that it's this. I like the idea that there were still specter machinations going on. And then, like, Blofeld did actually have, like, the famous supervillain, I planned this still from my confines thing. But there's, like, a third antagonistic force that is kind of, like, it all burns. I hate him. I hate him both. And he just infiltrates that. Right. Like, so I, I like that fake out. I, I did like that idea. Right. Because, again, we get to see our scientist friend, like, they're, they're doing the stuff on the computer to, like, set up the, the gas that'll, you know, kill every, you know, kill Bond. But he, like, you know fakes drops his thing and like puts like a whole like multiple targets thing and then yeah essentially every member of specter is at this party so every member of specter other than blofeld at this point is like is dead mm-hmm. yeah is 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 absolutely dead yeah um so i mean so that that plays the way it plays and um and then and then we get like this again the big fight scene um that happens around this time as well and also sort of this game of wits between Lashana Lynch and Bond, right? Where they are, you know, both going after the scientists. They're both trying to extract him and sort of like the big sort of one-upsmanship of like, well, I have him, now you have him. Oh, we're going to like, you know, I, Bond's like, gonna like, oh, well, I'm going to like put you in a situation where you're going to get caught and you have to kind of, exp- you know, get out of there and explain yourself or, or, or run away. So that that whole sequence too was I thought was really kind of fun, especially with the the Ana de Armas addition to that. Um, it, it really brought that, and again, I thought thought the action was enthralling and 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 really just fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, they get away, and they get away with the guy, and then uh, yeah, Bond Bond gets away. There's a whole sure. thing too where she like he like steals Lashana Lynch's like um, boat plane or whatever mm-hmm. and like he has to like figure out how to like drive it which again is classic sort of like well i guess this is what we're doing we're just right. we're just taking this thing so he like almost gets he, he does the classic gets a lot of information but not all the information turns out non jonathan groff is the bad guy right because essentially it's just like how did they like know i was going to be there yada 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 and then it's basically like okay logan ash is also working for um yeah working for Safin at this point. And then Felix gets killed, which is the first thing in the movie I don't like. That was like, that happened yeah. and I was like, "Boo! No, come not on. Ne- you know, it's not necessary." It isn't. It isn't. But that's also I, I kind of had a feeling what was going to happen like from that first like we had all the time in the world. I 100% knew what was going to happen once Felix died. Like like what the end of the movie was going to be. Mm. But it was a little bit unnecessary and I feel like you could have also done a thing where you know, like Felix, like put him in this trap and Felix is too trust. Yeah. You, whatever. 
Right. I was not a fan. I, I was like, no, it was, it, come it, on. I mean, we've, we've talked about this. It's just sort of like killing a character for the sake of. I'm it, not more invested because you did it. Like, no. I don't believe his, his, his cause more. Um, yeah, I just, no, I, yeah, I, I wasn't a fan. And especially because, like, the character's great. It's, it's and I think manufactured drama. You could have also fit him in that last bit of the movie. Like What I did, you, sorry, go ahead. You could have fit. You could have fit Felix in that last bit at the island yeah. at the end of the movie. Like have him. That's when you have him and Ana de Armas like come back and they they help they assist Bond as well. And then that's where you kind of get even more emotion because they get to see you know what happens to Bond at the end. What I did like though, I did I did like that they took a moment that he tells M that that happened, and then M acknowledges that that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I did like that it wasn't just because it it, it you know. You and I have talked about how I feel about like killing off characters and things, but like what bugs me even more is like when you do it and then nobody talks about it ever again. Yeah. So it's like I did like that. Like M would be like, "Oh fuck, really?" Like they got him. So I, I did like that. I, I I enjoyed that bit. Um. So basically, it just kind of all leads to eventually like we're gonna have to talk to Blofeld. Yeah, because Bond only, he only talks to one person. I well, that person I do want to say that we go. So this is when Bond finally goes back to MI6, like officially. We get that whole bit. We get him reintroduced to, um, you know, Money Penny and and uh, and M, mm-hmm. and like the the whole bit. It's like I understand why you shot him. You know, well everybody tries at least once. Mm-hmm. You know, like again, like I think that there was some nice little contention with with m and, and bond and it's like not my old yeah I, I like when m's like you know eventually m is on sort of that like i'm gonna back up bond thing but i thought it was just sort of there I, well they they also wrapped that they didn't try to mine that for too much drama because that no. could be really old really fast and right i, I yeah i thought no but it, but it's basically well. like you know m is kind of like in this situation where it's kind of stressed we, we, we can't yeah we're, we will get to the blow thing but we can't we can't talk about like you know what's going on without we get to go to Q's house. Oh yeah, yeah. Q's getting ready to have dinner with his boyfriend. Yes. Which I'm like, I, good for you, dude. I good for you. Hey, I will say this: this is the most I've enjoyed the the Ben Whishaw Q in any of these movies. You know, it, here's the thing: like, it is it is nice. It, it's a nice little just uh, just based off. You get the moment, and you get to see how he lives, and you get to see that. It, it is also one of the first times you actually do feel like. They have their little team, like that. That's their little group of. This friends. is the most like, I, I like yeah. that. Like I think like there was a, l- a little bit of an inspector, but this is the where I felt like oh, this is like not necessarily the exact same bond and Q friendship of before, but these guys are friends. Like yeah. they're as much as they don't want to admit they're friends, and they. I, I love the look when when Q looks into like his like camera or whatever, and he sees Bond and Money Penny there. Yeah, and he's that was like, great. God is like, so you're not dead. It's good to yeah. see you too, buddy. Uh, and it's Q that. There, kinda, the, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And it, well, it's Q that the, kind of like goes into like the discovery of like mm-hmm. what is what what the actual Project Heracles is, which yes, it targets specific DNA to like you know it, it basically makes a disease that will only kill your DNA. It is, it, it, it is just funny. It, yeah. And please don't read anybody read this as me thinking negatively of this. I'm just saying that it is kind of funny how many movies are doing the thing where it's like, 
a character will just be like, well, he's coming over any minute. And that's it. That's, that's as much I mean, as but that's, but that's, it's not that it's not that that is an issue, right? That we, we want to put the lip service to it, but we, you know, it's one yeah. thing to say like, Hey, he's got a boyfriend. It's another thing to see like Q actually date, be on a date and kiss. Yeah, and, like, just, just like, like, that's that, the thing like, that like, I know it's like kind of small steps and hopefully we'll get to that place soon, but it is just sort of the thing where it's like, Listen, the mention is nice, but it's not enough. I mean, that's, like, that's like you know, say what you will about Eternals, but at least the guy was at least they had a guy who was married and had a kid and they lived with each other. Exactly. <laughs> like, like at least they had that. And I was like, I just, I just think it's funny that it's like it is one of the you, you of course, like they they put in that thing. And then I actually just pulled up an article like about how like even Ben Winchell's like, this is is this enough? This just kind of seems like we're just kind of throwing this in there and not to say that that's bad because it's not and it actually kind of makes sense and i don't mind it i actually think that that like i thought it was more like it was interesting that he was having this mid-afternoon fancy dinner with his boy with his date like the table was all nice and cooking like rice and he's like like, like, it's like very like 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 using like you know what we kind of like like actual like you know kind of like you know, Japanese and Asian like influence like cookery and everything like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh. And, and, he, and he has a cat. Yeah, he has a cat, and that 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 was all. But, good. I, but, but anyway, I, but but the main thing I was like, I really do enjoy sort of the the friendly banter that Bond yes. and Q have, and I felt like it was, you know, it's still not like my like the you know kind of the Q that I genuinely prefer, like the more gadgety Q. But I do really like how they kind of captured a little bit of that friendship in this movie. I agree. I agree. But all this leads to it's like they got to talk to Blofeld and there's only one person who will talk to Blofeld. Okay, so, who so, Blofeld will talk to. So this like listen, like again, I like Oh, the and movie. by the way, oh, oh, also, no, we're wrong because up until this point Safed really hasn't been in the movie that much and then he and then Rami Malek decides to show his googly-eyed face like at one point folding up a piece of hair, showing like Leia say to a mask and talking nonsense. And he's like, oh, I need you. I need. I need your help. I'm Rami Malek. I'm Safin. Here's okay. I, I, there's two things about this stuff. I, I do want to get into my thoughts on Safin because I've been I kind of waiting on sort of this take on on the character. But I also want to say, like, all right, it's a little bit of a stretch that after everything that Leia Seydoux has gone through with Spectre and her father and Blofeld and everything that happened in that movie, that's like. Yeah, she's just going to be his therapist and, you know, she's just going to take this job and, and not have any sort of means of like just not. It, it's a little much, I feel like, to like take that in, that she's been doing this for five years, just talking to the man who's like. Yeah, but so that, that's kind of what I get into. It's like I, I don't really get a good feel in in terms of longevity of like any of these relationships yeah like so like the fact that she's doing that that's not like blofeld wasn't like her fucking father like you know what i mean like it would be different if like that was like a familial connection but it really wasn't yeah um but at least in my understanding here's the thing about safin i'm sure we'll get more into it as we get more to his scenes safin as a villain is simply a means to an end to get to where the end of the movie is. That's all he is. That's what the character, the Safin character. That's polite. It's not that deep. 
is very uh, surface level. I'm going to kill everybody kind of villain. But the, the thing is, like, he's a means to an end. He's there to get to the end of the movie. I mean, Rami Malek looks like he's probably happy with himself, like with what he's doing in the movie. I mean, that that's the I'm, thing. I think he had a good time. Yeah, I think no, he... this this character. I mean, if we're just going to talk about it, like this character just unravels so much. And it's just like, it's not he he's not interesting. They do this. They do this thing with this movie where it's like he still doesn't really substantially show up until like almost an hour in. Which I'm like, the last, like, Skyfall kind of effectively does that. And and that's because when Javier Bardem does show up, it's so powerful and he's great. Like, they, so they, they do that with, with, with him. And there is one thing where it's like, if he just wants to be the guy who's like, screw MI6, screw Spectre, for whatever reason, I'm going to release Fox Die on the world, right? Yeah. Or Project Heracles, whatever. Like, I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with going back to just a guy who, like, wants to cleanse the earth or whatever. And, like, oh, my God. I'm so – I would have blown a hole in my foot if I heard, like, well, you, you well, I'm doing this because humans are the disease. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, like, and like this is going to be the cure. And, like, we're a virus on the planet. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm glad no, that no, they no. didn't we, do we, any we, of that. No, we already got the, like, you and – we already did the, like – this movie has the you and me aren't so different. We Why? Why, though? Like, this is like, so this is kind of what's dumb. So what it sounds like to me is that they had this villain and then some idiot in the in the studio was like, oh, well, it can't just be a villain. It can't it can't just be like some bad guy. He's got to have there's got to be more to him. There's got to he's got to be personally invested. So then they just kind of add this like very vague, like your father killed my parents so on top of everything i'm doing i have this really unrelated grudge with you and that kind of transfers to james but like when he meets bond finally at the end i have zero clue why are these two meeting what's so important about them meeting the conversation they have makes it seem like they have way more connection than i think the movie is telling me they do and he's got like a really fucked up plan ready for bond at the end of the day. Like, why are these two so invested in well, each other? It's really like, cause this whole, the other thing about Safin as a character is that, so the backstory that we eventually get is that Safin's family was like, basically like, the, like they, they have like poison gardens and they would provide like poisons for like specter to like, you know, use in like, you know, killings and everything like that eventually like blofeld killed the family and just like overtook the poison garden business over for himself essentially and so rami malik's character safin his whole his whole thing was like he wants revenge on specter but he basically is kind of like you know reviving the family business of being like the the major poison people of the world and he's what? just gonna kill everybody what? he wants to corner the poison market what is this? Like, I don't like it because then it's kind of like, and I don't really get a sense of the scope of his plan because it's like this virus that targets individual people, but then he's just going to do it worldwide, which leads me still to believe that at one point that it was supposed to be a bioweapon. I have no idea and I could be talking out of my ass, but it kind of seems like it was supposed to just be a bioweapon, like a poison 
bomb or whatever and they didn't want to do that because of current times so then they made it like nano machines son and then they like and then it was like this targeted thing that's my sense of it and maybe i'm just saying that because i really have a hard time wrapping my head around the scope of his plot why he's so personally invested in random people and it's just too much yeah it's I'm too much and none of it none of it lands and then like out of nowhere like okay if he's like a poison garden person then like stop fucking around with like handkerchiefs of hair and like and like things like that like maybe like leave a fucking like sprig for your for your, as your calling card all well, of a sudden you all... don't see him and then he's walking through a garden carrying this person's kid and he's like talking nonsense <laughs> well remember like the one when he's having that conversation with Leia Sado in her like therapy office the first one of the first things he mentions like you know those flowers you have if you eat them they'll be oh. you, they'll, they'll kill you and oh then, like, excuse like, me i missed it i missed the i missed the literal plant to the payoff later right <laughs> oh and, my god and Sado is like well i'll make sure not to eat them yeah oh my but the whole god. thing is like He's like pretending to be just a, like a normal patient of hers. And he's like, I have like a, I have a thing that's I hold important and it's the mask from the beginning of the movie. And she's like, yeah. Oh my God, this oh, is the, you. This is the man who killed my parents. I, I, this, the, this character did not work for me. And, and again, it's just like, it's not, it's almost not meant to be anything. It's meant to be a means to an end. It's meant to get bonded at Island so that the end of the movie happens. Yeah. Um, but event, yeah. So it's also the whole thing is that like, you know, Blofeld, we have to talk to Blofeld because he's, you know, has to know something about what's going on. But the only person he talks to is Leia Seydoux because he's her therapist. And eventually, like, Saffin and her, it's like, I have a favor for you. Essentially, like, you know, she's, like, nervous, like, you know, Bond and, like, they have the whole thing where it's like, well, don't be, you know, don't be too nervous about seeing Leia Seydoux again. And they both get together. They're both nervous energy. But Leia's, um, you know, Madeline Swan is nervous for a different reason. Eventually, she runs away and leaves Bond alone with Blofeld for a scene that I know you were very invested in. I just, I, I got to go back to the scene. I feel like he does say it was him at one point. And, was, I, and I, I almost peed my pants laughing. I was like, it, He essentially on. does, because it's essentially like, um, like, because the whole joke is like, not joke, but the whole bit is like, he's like, they're talking again in the very flowery language of Bond and Blofeld talking yeah, to each other. But yeah. eventually it's like, 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 who would want to kill Spectre? It's like, it was me, James. is like, you want to want to kill Spectre? Like, no, 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 no. It was me who at Vesper's grave. Like, that was that was that was all me. It had nothing to do with Madeline. And yeah. I'm like, obviously, there, there is something kind of humor. There is some humor to it, though, where like there's clearly this bigger plot going on. And then like, he's just like, no, I mean, I still got my passion project. My passion project's fucking with you. <laughs> So that hasn't changed, dude. But you know what's really telling is like this scene now is like not really memorable because of one specific reason. Because I believe that the whole point of the scene is that they need to illustrate that when Bond touches somebody that it could kill them because of the yeah. Project Heracles in his system. Because that's really ultimately where the scene goes. You don't really learn too much in the scene other than like him kind of denying that he's behind all of this mm -hmm. but other than that like the big end of the scene is that bond loses his cool grabs him and that kills him and then they reveal that oh the nano machines stay in your system and if they're targeted toward the person you touch you can you're you're technically a carrier of that disease right and there's there's zero way to remove them there's right. there's 
He was like, you can't don't, don't forget that. You cannot remove them. Also, There's in, no way. I'm just sorry. It happened. I've really just, when you, earlier when you were like, now she says like, not only is it Fox die, but nano machines are involved. Yeah. This is just a Metal Gear Solid movie. Sorry. Sorry, Jordan. Uh, imagine, maybe, maybe imagine, do it. Imagine Daniel Craig saying Metal Gear. Metal Gear. I can't I actually, this version of, I can't see it. I can't see him saying it. Metal Gear. Um, so yeah, so then that all happens. And then, um, then he finally reconvenes with Leia Seydoux properly, right? At her, at her own, yes, at her old childhood home. Like, cause okay. it's like. <laughs> okay. All right. So. With another person there too. No. Okay. So I will say that the acting and the chemistry between them is really good and they're doing a good job with it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not invested in this relationship at all. Like this is like the person that like, you're the love of my life. And like, I really do want to throw like all this stuff away for you, for you. And then I got scared and I fucked up, whatever. But so I, I don't know. I don't want to belabor that point. Can we talk about the, the girl, the kid? The kid. Yes. Okay. So the kid is his daughter. Yes. And it didn't occur to me until I read the Wikipedia entry that, oh, it's a girl, but it's revealed later and confirmed that it's his daughter. And I sit there saying, bullshit, that's his daughter right from the beginning. I was so like, it's, of course it's his daughter. Right. It's, what, it's, it's, it's a whole. Th- it's the whole no. thing where it's like, you know, she says like, well, it, it's not yours, but every, oh, the audience is supposed to know like, yeah. And then the big no. one at the end, it's like, yeah, it's your daughter. No, it's like, I, Cause I don't that know was... who you're fooling movie, but the movie like introduces this kid. The entire visual storytelling language of the movie is that this is his kid. Yes. So like, why are you trying to do this whole thing where it's like, Oh, it's actually not your kid. Like, of course it's his kid. Well, it's, it's a character thing. It's not an audience thing. It's a character thing. It's supposed to be Leia Seydoux being like, but I'm you not, can't I don't... do it if it's so clearly the daughter. Right. Well, like that you... was that was her secret five years ago, Will. That she was pregnant? Yes, that was the secret. Because that was the whole sure. thing. Because it's like, like, I have secrets. And then Bond's like, your secret is that you're still with Spectre. And she's like, no, I, ha- I can tell you everything. I promise. Because... There's a whole thing like it's easy to miss, but I just um, like, but, like I, when she's on the train at the end, she holds her stomach because she's pregnant. I just like it has nothing to do with this whole like the sanctity of the character of Bond, like that he has a kid and somebody. Lo- I don't care about stuff like that. It's just like it, dramatically, it's just it, it just does not work because it's so clearly his kid. But the movie's trying to fucking trick you or is it? I don't know. It's just kind of spinning its wheels on this kid thing. And then you kind of get into this dynamic where it's like, all right, well, now the drama is going to be like the kid is in trouble for the whole, you know what I mean? It just becomes another, the kid just became baggage to me because they're going to have to bring the kid along and then Safin's going to get the kid and then it's going to be like a, like a hostage situation. And it just, it just seemed, and I don't know. And it's like, and Bond yeah. doesn't like, I don't really get a good sense of how Bond feels about this kid other than Bond's not a bad guy. So of yeah. course, like he's going to have some, he's going to have some and affinity. This is where, for, like, it's also for... like, doesn't help that this is where, like when I talk about the movies too long, this is where the movie's kind of been in a lull, like past that Cuba scene. We really haven't gotten like any like action and sort of things are kind of, you know, 
moving kind of at a, at a at, it almost feels like he really could have just like cut the chase on that Blofeld stuff earlier. And then like, just really just gone straight to this and the mm-hmm. movie would have flowed a little bit better. It's, this is where the words is kind of starting to meander. Cause with the, then we get this whole sequence where, you know, cause you know, Bond and, and um, Lashana Lynch are kind of more on friendly terms, you know, kind of trying this plan where Bond is kind of going after Blofeld and, um, you know, then eventually, you know, tries to find, you know, Madeline Swan, whereas Lashana Lynch is like, okay, we've got, we, we got to track Logan Ash because he's our only other, like, inside info person, right? Like, he's the only other person we've connected to, like, Safin is Logan. So she starts tracking him, and then Bond realizes that, like, he's, like, on Lashana Lynch's track, like, hey, I got it. Like, why are you here? You're supposed to be tracking Logan, and realizes, like, oh, they're going to attack us, so then they escape. And this is probably the least interesting action sequence of the movie, is this whole like through the woods of Nor- Norway, like outside the house where like they're getting chased and eventually like, s- like uh, Swan and her daughter get taken and Bond kills Logan in, in retaliation for Felix. So it's, it's, it's just like, it's kind of, this is the most nothing part of the movie for me. I didn't mind it. I, I like the setting and the, I the mean, setting was cool. It's just like, about, it's just but, become, yeah, yeah just because of like the least interesting of like everything that we've seen mm-hmm. or we'll see. Cause eventually, and this is where I was like, Oh man, there's like we've got to get to this like third act, and it's there's a lot of movies still to go. Um, but eventually, like, which I I did like that Saffin had like a, a, an island. I like I I I miss. Oh yeah, no, those I are miss- all those little elements where it's like I am glad they are bringing back like Saffin like those, his- those elements of classic Bond. Yeah, I like all that stuff. Yeah, Saffin yeah. having the island and just kind of having this whole thing where it's like okay, we got to get to the island and. Got to infiltrate the island and, and figure out and stop the stop the nano machines from killing everybody. I, I I like that they're. I did appreciate the end of the day that at least Craig got one end of the world. We gotta we gotta we gotta go in and stop him from killing everybody. Movie like I'm I like that. Even it, though it's not it, like it, a mission it, movie, I like that he got that. I I do I do, but it's like I still don't really get a sense of like what he's going to do. It's just weird because it's like such a specific device and a weapon of the bad guy and it's just still kind of this vague i'm gonna unleash it on the world and then still at this point like other than the cold open and that one little therapy scene you you have not we're up until the third act and safin really hasn't been in this movie so you don't even really get a sense of like what is this dude's problem and then when you see it he's talking nonsense about poison gardens like it just doesn't it's 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 what gets him off is like like listen i didn't love i didn't love specter but they do a kind of similar thing but at least like they illustrate this whole like mastermind idea with blofeld Mm -hmm. and i i still don't think well but at least you get the scope of what's going on with what he's doing yeah it's just you, you can't have like a vague villain plot and a vague villain at the same time like it just it doesn't it doesn't work. Yeah, and clearly I mean, there's thought about like the look and feel of the villain. It just I don't know. Like it, it, like this is where it's like everything is just starting not to be I don't want to say coherent, but I'm just not connecting with it nearly as much. All that being said, it all looks really cool. Like the action is cool, the infiltration's really cool, the dynamic between how the characters bounce off is really cool. So it's not a complete loss. It's still very entertaining. I think. Yeah. And I think mm. that 
I just did appreciate kind of the big feeling of this of this last sequence, and, and again, like the different rooms and like the the iconography of like the the water, the people in the water, mm-hmm. the gardening, the stuff for the nano machines, which is still kind of weird. But like you know, yeah, you like, got you got a farm, you nano far- machines. You got a farm, the nano machines, yeah. like you know, Lashana Lynch and, and Bond having their nice little back and forth and like them having to like blow stuff Can up. Can I say, this is why I feel like that they, these were last minute changes because there's so much, like other than them talking about it, I just think it's interesting that nothing really ever visually, maybe I'm just being too nitpicky, but nothing ever visually seems like they're actually working with tiny little nano machines. Yeah. It just seems like, like, I, like, the, like the fact that the nano machines are kind of like, like an acid like mm-hmm. pool or whatever i don't know yeah. i i have those suspicions about the movie yeah so this is where we're again like uh we have all this stuff with um you know the the scientist that betrayed you know mi6 and lashana lynch basically like telling them to shut up and bond going after madeline swan and the daughter and, and this is where we get that kind of conversation with safin where it's just it really is like rote. Lord knows you could tell me exactly. I don't even remember what they're it's, talking it's, about. You know what it is? It's rote. It's rote villain. Yeah. You and I, you know, you, you and I are the same, but you know, you, 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 you get to choose who you get to kill. So I get to choose who I get to kill that right. sort of thing. Like, right. um, though I then like you, it is true that like he, he basically has this like very, you know, messed up situation for bond ready to go um like at a moment's notice oh yeah uh, but, but bond you know bond infiltrating the thing and like there's like trap doors and madeline swan gets to like you know blinds cyclops and make him the no clops yes uh, yeah no clops i like yeah. it uh you know she kind of gets her thing and she gets to save the kid and they get to save the kid bond it's like an old World War II facility, too. So there's all that baggage on it as well. But like Bond, Bond kills thing. Cyclops, right? He kills Cyclops later. Because then I, he gets that. Yes. Because no, yes. then he gets the pun. His eye explodes. And then he's like, it was mind blowing. Yes. Yes. Well, she like, you know, she temporarily blinds Because his other eye is like, a, it's like a recording eye. Yeah. I forgot about that. Because that's how they get the footage of Logan Ash. Like, you know, you know, getting the Cyclops on, the, on his side is because it's like he has like a, he has an eye that can record everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause he was Blofeld's eye. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I liked a lot of this third act stuff. Like I I just in terms of again visually, and I I really think that the visual nature of the movie is 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 a real highlight. And yeah. I, I really like. Oh how, yeah, yeah, yeah. How Big time. Fukunaga and his team like made the movie look and and it, it just gave it a different feel. Um, than you know, these was... pre- previous Sorry, Bond films. It, yeah. it gave it a different feel than all the previous Craig films. And I think that it, that's what re- it really, I mean, it's uh, sometimes people don't think it, but it's really something that can set a movie apart. It's just a visual language of a movie. And I thought that this was a, among the strongest visually language movies uh, for Bond that we've seen in a long time. You know, it was really satisfying when the asshole scientist was like trying to flex. And then he's like, to Lashana Lynch, he's like, I could kill your race in the in a in a with a snap of a finger or whatever. Yes. <laughs> she gives him that look and then just pushes him into the acid. Like literally like, it's like awesome. That, 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 that re- which, again, it's like almost like like Lashana Lynch growing into like that bond type of person. It was right? also just like 
every now and then like i'll watch a movie and then somebody says something so fucked up in a movie and then i was like what an incredibly casual what a what a incredibly casually huge racist thing to say <laughs> and, the fact and, that he, he, and, and he bit it right away like, like, loved like it. immediately in that moment like that's not something you let live like in no. that situation like you, no, you, you can't walk back. that you can't walk that back and i love that uh i love that i love that uh that they couldn't um but um yeah and then even it's funny because then they know that there's going to be like a big sh- like a missile strike on the facility but I, even i felt like the whole madeline and the daughter needing to get rescued just kind of rectified itself which is kind of like like you know yeah. that's refreshing because now we don't need to go through him going through all this stuff to rescue the damsel and whatever and so we kind of skip through that but it's also kind of like I don't know. I, I get the sense that maybe this movie is trying to go for it's like the plot and everything is like going on, but it really is more about the ramifications of what this is doing to the characters. It, it's a it is a much more character based yeah. movie. I think that's than, what they're than, aiming for. But you know, it, that's that's yeah. definitely the thing, and that's why like the the information of like it's not your daughter, it is his daughter. It's more of the character thing more than an audience thing. Like, but that's that's the idea. Everything in this movie. And again, that's why I mean Safin is a means to an end. Safin is a means to an end to get Fawn's character to the place that it goes. Like, that's right. all that Safin's there to do. Um, we do... Uh, so basically, the whole thing is that they need to bomb the island because all the nanomachines, all, like, everything about Heracles is on this island at this point. And if they don't, like, just blow it up, like, it's just gonna... It's going yeah. to launch. So... Your, your classic, yeah, gotta get rid of Which again, Which, again, as I mentioned before, I like that, like, you know, we don't have authority, like, and, and M's kind of dealing with the pressure of, like, well, the, the Japanese and the Russians and, you know, the Chinese are all, like, on our ass of, like, why we have boats around this, like, contested World War II island, like, what's going on? And, like, do we have the authority to bomb it? No. And M does it anyway, like that. The whole thing is that Bond has to get up. It's an old World War II bombing facility, like, that they, like a bomb shelter thing. So Bond has to open up, like, the, the, the bomb shelter and he has to like make his way up like the staircase and like get to the thing. Two things I liked about this: we actually got a pretty nice oneer in the sequence that I didn't feel like overextended itself, but kind of looked really cool. No, that is true because it, it was a oneer that didn't feel like a showy oneer. It was right. Just, it, it was, was just like cool ni- it was like yeah. nice, like because the, the you know listen like ever since the days of Daredevil in the hallway, like what oh oneers have been like the the thing, and a lot of times it's like. You know, it really, like, as you said, like, it's really, like, a lot of times, oneers feel like we're doing the oneer. Like, oneer means, like, it's all done, like, looks like one shot, right? It's, like, no cuts. Like, it's all, like, camera following a character into different rooms and everything like that. So, sometimes a oneer feels like, oh, hey, like, we, we can do it, so let's do it. Mm. This one really felt like, no, it's more focused on, like, the cool choreography where it's, like, like, a room would open and a guy would come out and Bond would punch it and then he would, like, look in and come up. It just felt, like, really nice. Also, like, the moment, like, when Bond gets up there. And, like, you know, he's talking to Q, and they, they've had some fun banter about, like, what's going on, and, like, when Q can't hear him and everything, but but Q's like, um, you know, oh, like, this this is, like, kind of a, you know, World War II facility, so uh, first you're going to have to do, uh, he's bringing up blueprints, and he's like, first you have to do this, and then you have to turn to this thing, and then Bond literally just, like, turns the wheel, and the thing starts going, he's like, I got it, I got it, good. Mm-hmm. But then the wheel, like, you know, the whole thing is, like, they're about to escape. Wheel starts turning. The, the bomb starts going down. They're like, well, we can't because the, then the, the nukes will just bounce off the thing and, like, not, not affect it. 
Safin's still alive. They fight. Long story short, Safin injects Bond with like the the fox dye for Madeline and her daughter. And so, which, which not a bad kind of like what a bastard move as a, from a villain, and and it right. was kind of like a twist that I'm like, oh, like if I was more invested in this plot line, that is actually kind of clever. Yeah, and it's a kind of like a, it's like right as he dies too, so it's like his last like spiteful action to this guy who like ruined his dream of being the greatest poisoner in all the land. Uh, Bond, of course, confirms that like you can't get it out of your system. But don't worry, it won't affect you. And he's like, yeah. uh. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of know where it may be going, but it, it, yeah, I mean, it is kind of like a, it's a bastard move. And um, it, it still is kind of silly that, like, Safin is like, yeah. no, this is really what, well, I guess, like, his plan was, like, he needs to get close to Bond so he can infect him with the blood, and then that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, there's no way that, like, Safin, Bond is just a guy, like, he could just shoot him right there. And I know it's movies and, and maybe that was his plan, but like that whole, it was just funny that like eventually that character died. It just left so little impact as like a villain. Right. So, Cause, it, cause he so bizarre. like, like kind of like he comes back, he shoots Bond, like puts him in and Bond kills him and everything like that. Then, you know, Bond is, Bond is also very injured at this point. Like the, the fight with Safin, like with the shots was brutal. It's not as if like, he's like fine. But the whole thing is that, you know, he's making the sacrifice. He can't go back with Madeline. He has to, like, you know, open up this thing, let the bombs hit him. And, you know, Madeline confirms, like, hey, by the way, that was your daughter. She does have your eyes. Duh. Duh. Of course it is. And then the... You're not fooling anyone, movie. Like, and then Bond's like, don't worry. Like, you'll you'll make it through. You have all the time in the world. Yeah. And then the bombs, and, the and nukes dies. hit the island. And Bond is dead. It's funny when this happened, I was just kind of like, oh, they killed Bond. It was one of those things, like, like I said, like I knew, I kind of was like, when, again, when they first dropped the like reference to Honor Majesty's Secret Service, I was, like, okay. I was like, something's going down at some point in the movie. When Felix died, I was like, okay, Felix is dead, then Bond's dead. Like I was just, at that point, I was like, okay, I know they're going to kill him. That was just like my, my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I pre, I mean we all wonder like if it was going to happen, like if it would, they were actually go- is bond going to die. This felt like oh, they- it, it never, it never crossed my mind personally. I, I thought I was like, are they actually going to do it? And they did it. And I'm like, you know what? Good for them. Yeah. My number one thing about that. Never. I never wanted to do it again. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Well, my thing was just like, cause that, okay. Like, listen, like at the end of the day, if this is sort of the legacy of Craig, where it's like, he's the bond that, you know, has like the full story, quote unquote, and like, you know, from first mission, like, you know, first becoming a double O to death. Like, I, I just don't feel like you can, rep, you know, let him like, you know, if like, right, if if like Moore's the funny bond, right? And like, you know, Cra- you know, uh, Connery is like the, the cool bond, right? Like, let that be Craig's thing. Obviously, he's the angry bond, but let, let, let him, the fact that he had this kind of story that ends in a death be his thing. That's all. Well, and and uh, well, here's what I will say positively about it. It's admirable for them to make this move because clearly the Craig movies have been the kind of the closest we've had to kind of like we're peeling off the layers of this Bond as a character and we're kind of telling a story throughout multiple movies, even if it's tangentially. So the fact that they did take the move to have a ending to the story of Craig's Bond is 
not a bad choice and is an admirable choice and it's the choice that makes sense i think yes yeah i i think so too and i think that i i, I think again it works in the context of the film and i think in in theory of like this the series of films that are you know have a continuity and have like an actual like you know throw of, of bond's life i think this is as decent a way to end it with with that character and just letting him you know make that sacrifice give someone he loves like you know let him know peace that he did make a difference in the world and you know yeah that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh and then the movie ends with like kind of basically you know two more scenes we get the like the morning of bond uh by the mi6 crew and that they're they're kind of like you know um which again i appreciate Fukunaga bringing in kind of sort of that larger Bond lore because um, a good portion of M's uh, quote that he has, the kind of his speech that he that his toast is directly from M's obituary uh, of Bond at the end of For uh, You Only Live Twice, the book. Oh, um, so I thought that was like a really cool sort of nice little connection. Uh, and again, I felt like that really sort of showcased that like at least like Fukunaga and the Bond team just knew sort of like, okay, like to, to appreciate that Bond history, especially with it being 25, it kind of felt really nice to have that. Uh, and then the movie ends properly with uh, Mad- Madeline and her daughter driving through those same streets from the beginning of the movie and Madeline telling uh, like her daughter the, the story of her father, James Bond 007. Um, as the car goes into like kind of the gun barrel tunnel, and the biggest, honestly, the biggest surprise of all was they just straight up played the Louis Armstrong song from mm. uh, uh, from Honor Magic Secret Service as the end credits theme, which I thought was a very interesting move. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, like, I mean, first time ever a Bond song has been used more than once. This movie was an interesting move. Very uh, no, I'm just being an asshole. And then also I should mention that one of the big things that also happens is at the end of the credits, we get the James Bond will return. Which I mean is no surprise, but I'm sure some people were like, when he, oh, crawl, like... When he crawls out of the Sarlacc, <laughs> in his own show. He's got to take over Blofeld's empire now. Yeah, he's like, he's like, my name's James Bond. I was left for dead on the sands of Tatooine. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's like I, I was invited to go see this movie again recently, and I was like, once was enough. I, I just, I, I liked it. I liked it. I, yeah, I, I haven't like I put know. it in my rankings yet, but I genuinely enjoyed it and i think of the craig movies at least at the moment this is the one that i'm would most if, if i'm watching a bond movie casually this is probably like the first i would choose again really for me it's like the length and it's like yeah Safin's not great villain in fact he's probably a bad villain no but, he's, he's he's pretty bad but i like i said like i don't view him as like hey he's a villain he's he's a means to an end he's there yeah, but get, no but he is the he's, villain he is the villain of the movie though i know it's, i know it's like, but the, it's like what do you mean it's like but the, the movie is not I mean, obviously like none of these bond movies are about the villain but the movie is not about Safin's villain plan. It's not about him actually having any sort of consequence in the movie. The movie is about Bond and his character and and his death and him choosing to care for the people he loves. I, I think for and once, I, think, like, I sorry, go ahead. I think that that's like I I hundred percent agree with any criticism, but I I think for just I I just don't have as much of an issue because I just don't view him as like necessary to the movie, honestly. I I think that's respectable because we all have our own kind of, you know, le- like thresholds for like 
how much we want to accept with certain things like that. I, I think this is one of those times where I probably won't be as forgiving about it because it's like, like he is the one causing all of this shit. And then like, you can't have plots like nanomachines that target individual DNA. And then it, it just be kind of perfunctory. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't think so personally. Um, but yeah, I just, what I will say is like, I really, really enjoy the movie up until Felix Leiter died. Like, mm-hmm. And then that's when the movie just started falling apart for me. That's but what I will say. It's like that first half, especially like the scene in Cuba, the opening and some of that other stuff, like all, all good stuff, all really good stuff. And then, and then it just kind of doesn't have anywhere to land. It's like a really good roller coaster drop that just kind of goes, just no, just goes, go straight for the right, for another hour it's yeah, funny it that that when you said that you reminded me that that type of reaction is the exact same feeling i have about the first amazing spider-man movie because <laughs> I, I actually really like that movie up until he tells gwen that he's yeah. spider-man and then that movie falls apart instantly well, it may, you know sometimes it makes it easier when you know exactly when the point is and then i right. remember because i was enjoying the movie up until that happened and i thought that was the first choice in the movie i did not like and then i don't I, and i don't know if if I don't want to say the movie didn't recover from that, but the movie definitely didn't keep keep it up. Right. And there's, as, yeah. there's definitely still good elements from there, but it really is like, that's definitely the one decision. And I feel like, cause that's, I would say similarly, like I do really like the third act, but post Felix, like post Cuba, the movie definitely takes like a slower role. Yeah. Um, With like, kind of like, that's where the length of the movie really kind of falters, I think. Yeah. So I don't know, like it was. I still really, I still really liked it. I still really had a good time with it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, and and the only other reaction I have as we wrap this up, our our finally our no time to die review. Well, we have we have a, two things to do. Yeah. Um, but the one other thing I have to say about this is, I'm gonna be very curious to see where they go with next with Bond. Obviously, there's all. Rumors are already starting to pop up. I'm sure they're looking at their next, you know, Bond. And obviously the, the Idris Elva conversations have popped up again. I just want to know, I'm going to be very curious to see if they kind of keep this type of tone. If they start moving in a different direction, it might really depend on kind of the next Bond is, you know, our first new Bond since 2006. Mm-hmm. And by the time the movie comes out, it's probably going to be almost 20 years since we got like a new Bond, you know? by the time the, the movie's actually made and, and purchased. And I'm going to be very curious to see sort of, it's going to be very dependent on like an actor they chose and a, what, like what director they're going to get. And like, is it going to stay in this kind of Craig, like pseudo very serious, you know, kind of Batman begins dark Knight ass type of, of ideas. Are they going to move more into that yeah. kind of Marvel direction and kind of be back to more fun and, and kind of ridiculousness. Are they going to, kind of eight things from mission impossible now like it's it's going to be interesting to see what the broccoli's choose to do yeah um i will i will say like that is kind of the exciting thing is like i do feel for the first time that we are in an exciting clean slate where it's like we really could go in any direction so it's kind of nice to know that the next bond will be like something new whatever that may be yeah and, and it's just like and i think they have a lot of opportunity and i just hope they make some really interesting decisions i'd rather mm-hmm. again because what what i'm worried about because like i said like what i meant when i said was when i said like i was just i don't want this to happen again is i kind of would like craig to be known as that like continuity but like that's 
everybody has their thing. And I would like Craig to have that. And I don't want to just go into like another Craig, if you know what I mean. I'd want them to kind of figure out, okay, what is the next step for Bond? But that's just me. Before I we just, go, I, I just want them to bring back Paloma, bring back Paloma, and that's all. Hashtag bring back Paloma. Yeah. Now, Will, I I know like we don't do this all the time now. I mean, we, we kind of retired it back in the uh, in the Bondzilla days, but this is for the moment the last Bond or Godzilla film that we have, mm-hmm. and I really feel it would be a disservice not to ask who is Harrison Ford. I knew it. I knew you were going to say it. Um, He's probably like, you know, he's the head of the CIA when M calls to give his condolences about Felix Leiter. And then he gives like, it was a good man. One of my (laughs) best. Yeah, one of my best. Went on all the time about like not being able to tell who heroes and villains are, though. Like that was a little weird. (laughs) He was a little obsessed with the (laughs) he was a little obsessed with broad morality and uh yeah, yeah, like, but he was still a good man. Um, I, like that. I like that. Or I think he's like, he's the owner of the bar that they go to in Jamaica. Like, that's like kind of his thing. And he has like kind of like a, a cocktail thing with Tom Cruise, you know, like that. Movie. Yeah. And then I he's think- like, and then he's like, are you Harrison Ford? I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's hiding out there with everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. that that's a good one, too. All right. Well, there back. it is, Will. After all this time, no time to die. Mm-hmm. Finally, uh, you get the. I'm glad song. we finally did it. I'm glad I, I finally. I finally, the movie. we're when we're yeah. fully, we're officially 100 fully once again caught up on both our Bond and Godzilla films. So if you want to hear our opinions on any of those, and I'm sure some of those, you know, like some of those are years, you know, some of those are 2017 years ago by this point. So some things maybe. We would have different opinions on, but if you want to hear our general thoughts on every single Bond or Godzilla film ever made, you can. You can go back and do the whole thing. If you want to hear our opinions on Star Trek or Pirates, that's what we're doing right now. We have King Kong, lots of stuff to, to still do. Um, people are still going through our stuff. I got, I got a Twitter comment just about our Bond and Women, uh, Women in Bond episode uh, recently, which I thought cool. was was very fun. So people are still going back and listening to our old takes and our new takes. So. Uh, we, again, we know it's been a little bit of a wait for this, a little bit wait, longer a wait than we intended, but we thank you for your patience and uh, we thank you for listening. It's always good to have a catalog and um, glad everybody's enjoying it. And uh, I think that's it. I think uh, you'll be hearing from us again soon, hopefully, uh, mm-hmm. with uh, her uh, hopefully thing. We've, I think we've settled things down a little bit where you can kind of get some, some regularity. Uh, we still have some Star Trek and some Pirates to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up very soon uh you'll be hearing on the first jj abrams star trek film mm-hmm. and uh pirates of the caribbean on stranger tides uh mm-hmm. which i'm both very excited to dig into i'm very excited to get back into the swing of things because i still love doing this good should be fun all right just uh let's wrap it up with some plugs bonds at gmail.com uh twitter.com slash bonds seven again we like hearing your thoughts if you're listening to older new episodes uh, like and subscribe iTunes and SoundCloud leave a rating and review give us those five stars if you'd like uh, or don't I don't care um, and that's it alright well until next time peace out everybody thanks again enjoy bye 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 bye
This is gonna go brilliantly. I know. I've done three weeks training. 